Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Moving into state is always a daunting experience and to do that as a new grad starting full-time work for the very first time can be a lot. Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name is Erica Queen and we are back with Dr. Philip Nguyen to talk about moving into state and balancing life. In today's episode, we talk about Phil's experience moving around for uni and then uprooting again to move for work, what the thought process was like to him, how he went about planning it out and building communities and his support network and also maintaining a balance of socializing, exercise and things outside of dentistry. As someone who's about to graduate and potentially moving interstate, this is a really reassuring conversation and I hope for anyone who's in the same boat, this gives a little bit of guidance and motivation as well. I, I, before COVID, I, I had no issues with, with moving um, so many different places. And um, where I went to university, the, the first three years were you were at the same place. So in Bendigo, in Victoria, and mm-hmm. your last two years, you're on placement um, at different areas um, all across regional Victoria. Um, and, and so between my third year and my fourth year, which is where like we finished um, like being at our home spot in, in Bendigo and going to placements, we had COVID. And so um, I got so used to that being at home, being familiar with a family and that sort of stuff. Like while, while COVID was was going crazy and and um, and like we didn't have any placements and that sort of thing, I got so comfortable with the idea of like being at home around like my friends and family. That after that sort of period of my life that was when mm. I started becoming a lot more anxious about these big moves. Mm. And so once COVID had sort of settled down, I um, went to my last placement. Um, for a whole year uh, in Ballarat and then um, at the start of the year I just remember being like yeah like I'm like so happy to move wherever I want um, for work like given that if the opportunity is amazing then like that's all that's going to matter but then by the end of the year I was starting to get really anxious by the fact that um, I might be moving interstate Mm -hmm. and so I had almost said no to moving to Queensland I just, I just wasn't into the idea of of you know going to a new place making new friends and going through that whole process again because I think after COVID I think it made a lot of a lot of people and especially me like uh, it just made me more introverted in general yes definitely it's just like how and do then, I socialize <laughs> exactly and so just yeah. the whole idea of having to you know meet new people and um you know once you finish university like you don't have that you don't have university to help you make friends. It's just like mm-hmm. a whole different sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was, yeah, I was really, really nervous about it. Um, but then I had spoken to people and then everyone was just saying, you know, like um, if, it was, if there was anyone that would be um, the best person to move into state for a job, then um, they said it would be me. And I was just like, I don't think so. Like I just I'm just <laughs> ready for it. Like I, I just want to stay here, feel comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then it was only um, the fact that, the person who offered me the job um, called me literally two minutes after the interview and, and that sprung the question on me. And mm. then I was like, so put on the spot that I just, I just said yes and I dealt mm. with it afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was that's, the best decision of my life. That's often how people say it. it's just I, I think when we overthink things and the more time we dwell on it, sometimes we end up just catastrophizing situations where you're like, yeah, that's a great opportunity. Say yes, figure it out as you go. Did you know anyone in Queensland before you moved up? I did. I knew, I think, 
two or three people that were working at the same, um, mm-hmm. like for the same group that I'm working for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I also had my best friend moving up with me, which oh, made that's it a lot good. easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I did know a few people, even with that in my head, I was still like, very uh, anxious about the idea of, of moving. But yeah, like you said, I said, it's just sort of saying yes. And then like just dealing with it afterwards. Cause um, yes. you, you always want to look back and like, you're not going to regret the fact that you like moved to this amazing place and you've got the mm-hmm. best job ever. Um, mm-hmm. You always just got to thank your, your past self. What I'm curious about is you made that comment before where you said moving for work is different than moving for uni because in uni, you're kind of put in an environment where you're forced to make friends because everyone's in that same boat. You're seeing each other day in, day out. You're going through a tough degree. And I also moved for uni as well. I moved from Melbourne to Sydney and it was very much that same um, situation where, yeah, I'm forced to make friends with everyone else who has also moved to be here. But it's different when you're moving for work, where I guess you're a little bit more limited depending on how big or small your practice is. How did you go about building your support networks and communities then? So I really came up with a plan yeah. before, before I had moved. So yeah. I knew that I had wanted to establish um, not just like a dentistry a friendship circle. I wanted like a few different ones that could be overlapping because I think that's how you get how you best get your um, a good support network is that you have mm-hmm. multiple different ones that can like kind of interact with each other. They all sort of you know come together to to yeah to support you through that big transition of moving into state. Mm-hmm. And so I I really like going to the gym. And so, mm-hmm. and I like going to those like community kind of gyms where um, it's like, like you know, classes and then you meet lots of people and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. so. Um, Day, the day after I moved to Queensland, um, I, I had already I sussed out a gym beforehand and I had chosen yeah. the one that I to join. So I joined and then went to my first session. And then um, it's always a bit of a process, like making friends. Like it's not, it's not going to be instant. Like you're just mm-hmm. going to tell yourself that it's going to take a few months to to even get like a few friends that you're comfortable with, like you know, hanging out outside of the gym or that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And so, um, but yeah, just having the idea of, you know, um, going into the gym with an open mind and and like being open to to making friends at the gym um, was mm-hmm. a huge just like trying to find you know like every opportunity to 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 make a friend as possible and so um, you know at, at work you've got like your you know, the other dentists and then you've got like the DAs and like the receptionists and so you know becoming friends with like not only the dentists which I, which I think a lot of people can get sort of um, you know yeah just becoming with the dentist and not the support staff and so mm-hmm. yeah become friends with all those different groups as well um you know, add to those, you know different little friendship circles there as well and then and then yeah just sort of like going out and um and you know like if you meet someone at the gym there's always there's probably going to be a time where like you hang out with their friends that um that don't go to the gym and then you like, create this new different friendship circle uh, where you all sort of start hanging out and that sort of thing so um yeah i guess it's just really just like putting yourself out there which is a lot harder than it actually is but mm-hmm. um but yeah having an open mind and meet as many people as you can and you know, if you make one friend after meeting you know 20 people that's still a win I think and so yeah, yeah just like losing all your all your pride and and yeah and just trying to trying to meet as much people as you can is, is the only way that you're gonna sort of get through that process of, of moving to a completely different place where you don't know many people at all The more you learn about orthodontics, the more you see it applying to almost every case. It might not always be necessary, but it's almost always an option. So then you think, I want to do aligners for my patients. 
and your challenge is to learn how to do that to a high standard. But once you've learned that, many people find that the challenge then is how do you actually make that work within your practice? How do you make this efficient and therefore profitable enough for you to be able to provide that to your patients in private practice? There's two people I think about when I think about aligners and then practice management. That's Dr. Jeff Hall and Dr. Jesse Green. And now they've come together to create Clear Aligner Excellence, their new education platform that is aiming to solve both of these problems for you in your practice while also giving you huge discounts off the major aligner therapy companies. Over the next six years, aligner therapy is forecast to increase by 28%. This is a huge opportunity. Take it with both hands. Clearex.com.au I think another part about working at a clinic, private, especially privately as well, is that you are part of a community. Would you say? Whereas, I guess in school where you're just part of the hospital, um, you may not necessarily see your patients locally. But once you're in a, a clinic that's a community clinic or something, do you feel or like even going out at lunchtime to the cafe nearby or you know dropping by to run some errands? Do you feel like you know, now that you work at a dental practice, do you feel like you're part of the community and seen as like oh the local dentist? Yeah, hundred percent. Even even at the gym, I think it's like people mm-hmm. like knew me as like the dentist that that when I joined. And then, mm-hmm. like, even just, like, having, yeah, friends from the gym asking if they can come in for a checkup and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Like, just having those little, you know, little bits of, of um, connections that you get um, without even trying, really, is, 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 is what makes it feel a lot nicer that you are, um, you know, settling into this new place and things are sort of, you know, falling into the right spots and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge person in the community as well. I think growing up with my family, um, they were always like really involved in in being part of the community and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, and so, yeah, and just trying to do that as much as you can as when you move to a new place is is the best chance that you're going to have of, of like, settling properly. Mm-hmm. In what ways would you say by being part of the community? Is that just like frequ- frequenting like local eateries or shopping or volunteering? Mm. Like, what ways are you being part of the community? Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I moved to Victoria for uni. Um, mm-hmm. I I used to um, umpire netball for the local oh, like, no way. net netball competition, um, so I did that for a little bit, and then um, you know like finding like, in uni like finding a part time job um, mm-hmm. where you know, where you meet different people that you don't normally see at uni, mm-hmm. um, yeah, little things like that. Are, yeah. Are, are, yeah, ways you can sort of introduce yourself to the community and mm-hmm. then um and then yeah even just sort of sticking at it for a little bit um you know, a couple of months or even longer um you know people are going to um realize that you're, you're there frequently and then you know mm-hmm. you know ask for your name and then that's you know the whole process of making a new friend is yeah seeing that person regularly and they're like oh like i see you all the time like you might as well just talk about other things um that we don't normally talk about and then and then yeah and then that's a new friend yeah, that's so wonderful. That's so wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean, it's so much scarier than than it's so much scarier than than like success by talking about it now. It's a huge process. I definitely agree. Like, but as you said, like you might try ten times. If one of them becomes a friend, then that's definitely a win. But the other side, the flip side of the coin, is that that's also nine other you know, rejections <laughs> or things that didn't quite pan out. But if you don't try. Like it's always a no, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Something that people often say, Phil, is when regardless of whatever profession you go into, a lot of people say that when they start working full time, there seems to be this pattern of people go to work, 
work, you know, their nine to five or whatever hours they are working at, come home and they're just so drained and so exhausted that they don't have any energy to do other things, to go out, to pursue other hobbies and they just crash and then Mm. wake up and repeat. And I've heard this not just in dentistry, but my friends who are in other um, careers as well. Do you feel like you kind of went through that similar experience or did you do things to try avoid that? Yeah, great question. I went into working with a mindset of of trying not to um, get burnt out um, at all or like, you know, when you first start working. And it's definitely a lot harder than than it sounds. Um, I think I'm quite lucky with with where I work. They uh, they value, you know, work-life balance um, a lot as well. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty lucky that I don't work longer than longer than six hour days a lot of the time and I have you know basically half the day to still do things for myself it's you know I think once you get into um, a job and you realize if you're working I don't know know, I've got friends who are working 12 hour days and that I can't even imagine doing that to be honest I think it's just sort of being just being very conscious with your time and you know really committing you know maybe at the start of the week or on the Sunday before the week starts committing yourself to a few things um, that are going to make you happier that that's mm. not work um, is, is something that's quite important. And so um, I, on Sunday night, every every week, I always sort of plan out what times I'm going to go to the gym, what times I'm going like, to catch up with a friend, yeah, doing all that sort of stuff beforehand and then letting work sort of um, just slip in around that. Mm-hmm. um is is yeah I think I think that's a good idea I think once you start working you just are in that mindset of you know like I want to do the best for my patients I want to you know improve my scope and increase increase my my skills like you know a thousand percent like within the first month of working like you get into that sort of closed closed mindset I think a lot of people don't realize that you need it to sort of be in an equilibrium of your life to to optimize how much you grow and learn within your job um, mm-hmm. If you're going to be stressing about work, you know, um, during work and after work as well, then, um, then yeah, it's just not going to be a positive outcome long term, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, again, it's, it's harder than it sounds because you just want to do the best for your patients. And so, you know, stressing it when you get home for the, for the next day at work is like going to be an, an, um, an inescapable part of your life at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you become more confident and hopefully it happens, you know, within a few months of working, then um, then you can sort of yeah, adjust your time to sort of prioritize things for yourself a lot more afterwards. Yeah, I really like the point that you made about every Sunday sitting down and planning the rest of your week. And it just reminds me of that quote that people say where like, if you want to do things, you make time, don't find time. Because if you try to find time, you'll never have time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really nice way of how you've, kind of described it where you make time throughout your week of, okay, this is my designated time to go to the gym. This is my designated time to hang out with these friends. And even though you might be tired and like dreading it before it happens, I'm sure you always feel good afterwards that, oh, I'm glad I made time to do that. Whereas I think a mistake we often make is, oh, I'll go to the gym when I'm free, or I'll go to the gym if I finish work early, or I'll go hang out with friends if um, I'm feeling energized enough. And the reality is if you take that mentality you never end up doing those things would you agree Mm, yeah 100 i'm a i think it's part of my personality as well but i'm Mm. a very i'm the type of person that you know likes things planned out and i like things Mm. concrete so Mm. that um so that i'm i'm more willing to commit fully to it um Mm. because yeah if if it's not set in stone then it's it's probably not going to happen 
Digital dentistry is a booming field that is becoming more popular by the day. If you've hesitated taking the plunge into what is a rapidly growing sector of our profession, then look no further. Avant Dental is a dental laboratory that specializes in digital dentistry. Avant Dental provides a range of services to dentists. Digital splints, digital wax-ups, implant guides, implant prosthetics, to our bread and butter crown and bridge work. They can do it all. Not only does Avant help in making sure you're doing everything right, but they are strong advocates for educating dentists. They've opened a new education center for clinical-based training sessions on all the latest techniques. Give them a call today or visit them at www.avantdental.com.au to find out more. Do you have any final tips for anyone like early on in their career about, or anyone feeling a little bit burnt out, just you know, this you 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 were mentioning that this is quite a bit of a passion topic for yours, just having interests and passions outside of dentistry. Do you have any like key takeaway messages that you'd like to share with people? Um, I think number one is um, have like a support network that you can debrief with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's there's always going to be a day where things don't go wrong, don't go right at, at all, and mm-hmm. you just want to go home and just like vent to someone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I think that that is super 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 important um, for your you know, for your mental health, and then just to sort of get over the the fact that it might, it might not have been a perfect day, but that's sort of a part of the learning process. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really really important thing to have. Secondly, I think once you finish university, like you probably would have you know. Um, had you know so many different hobbies on the back burner while you've been sort of studying and and you know, trying to get good results to to finish university and get a job that like um, you you sort of have to go through a process of rediscovering all those different hobbies and and finding new ones and so um, there might be a little bit of time between you know graduating and then starting work um, just using that time to really you know find out the things that um, that you you know, originally likes to do uh, that mm-hmm. you haven't done in a while. And now that you ha- will have a bit more spare time, um, you know, finishing university, um, yeah, sort of picking those things up again and then, and, and, you know, rediscovering your love for them. Yeah. I just can't stress the importance of, of just not having that dentistry mindset because yeah, it's, it's inevitable that um, if you do sort of just think about dentistry, you know, all day, every day, then, um, yeah. then it's just going to overwhelm you to the point where like, you're going to start resenting it and, you know, you're going to not enjoy going, going to work. And then, you know, that's, you know, you don't go through so many years of university just to sort of experience that within the first you know, few months of working. And so, um, and it's, and it's so common. Um, and so, yeah, just realizing that, um, yeah, outside of dentistry, you have so many different things that, that you could be, um, you know, doing and enjoying for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as you said, having that support network is so important. And just one final question or topic that I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned how important having that support network is. And we started this little segment talking about moving away from home and moving away from friends where I guess for the most part of our life, that is our support network. How did you maintain that relationship with family and with uni friends once you've moved um you know to another state where you can't just hit them up or it's not like uni where you catch up in the lunchroom or you just go out to eat after clinic how have you maintained those relationships with everyone else in your life yeah i think again that's one of the one of the good things about dentistry is that mm-hmm. as soon as you start working like you're going to make um, a decent amount of money which mm-hmm. gives you a lot of freedom in terms of 
you know, taking some time off work to go visit those friends that, you know, you won't be close to anymore or, mm-hmm. um, or you know, going back home to visit family. Um, mm-hmm. That's like one of the one of the big bonuses of, of becoming a dentist is you get, do you get that freedom? But I think it is inevitable that once you finish university, um, there will be friends that sort of drop off and you don't sort of talk too much and, um, you know, you won't see as much. It's, I think going through that process is when you realise which, which friends are the ones that uh, matter the most and mm-hmm. the ones that, um, I still going to be there even if you don't talk to them, you know, every day, like you did that university. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, you know, really, um, I think that's a good process to go through as well. Um, you know, just finding the, the tightening of, of friends, um, that will be there, not, not just because of university, but afterwards as well. Um, and then, and then once you do find those sort of, um, people, then, um, yeah, and then just making sure that you do put the effort in to, to maintain those relationships. Um, Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, sorry, continue. Sorry, I was going to say, you know, like scheduling, I don't know, like a a, a fortnightly FaceTime with with your like friendship group at university or, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, as you're going home from work driving, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just calling your mum and just like seeing how she is, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, It doesn't have to be huge sort of, you know, big trips interstate or that sort of thing. Just the littlest things um, is is enough to maintain a friendship. Um, And if it is a a friendship that, um, that is, you know, a really, a really good and really strong one, then, um, then yeah, then it it will be like nothing has sort of changed at all. Mm -hmm. I think my pro tip from Philip Nguyen from this episode is schedule it in so that it happens, right? (laughs) 100%. That's my, that's my life motto. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.